Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. And welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. On this week's show, we're joined by Dave and Jane from the OSC as we recap on the week's fixtures and look ahead to Sunday where we face Everton in the WSL. But first, hear from head coach Gareth Taylor and Ellen White speaking at full time following our 3 0 win against Florentina in the Champions League. Yeah, I feel pretty privileged to be um, in the middle of uh, very talented players. So, uh, yeah. Both of them are, are really coming into form. And um, yeah, I feel like we're, we're all building a, a really great relationship. And uh, yeah, for me, it's a dream to get those balls ac- across um, the goal. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm delighted to, to be part of, part of that front line, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, I think if, if you would have told that or given us that before the game, we would have kind of snapped your hand off. So three goals, clean sheet, um, and we can kind of look forward to, to playing them next next week so um yeah we're, we're delighted in that sense um definitely things that we can improve on as well but um yeah we're happy with the win and the three po- and not the three points but the three goals yeah obviously when they've got five at the back it's it's for us to be patient and move the ball tempo um and being really diligent in the way that we play um and, and just moving the board with speed and, and keeping to our the way we play really um and at times we probably went away with away from that a little bit um probably rushed things um but on the other sense we scored some good goals obviously scored three goals and a clean sheet so uh yeah there's things that we want to improve on and work on but yeah I think in all we'll be pleased with the performance within our own kind of camp and within city um we control what we can control we focus on what we can kind of control that's training working hard um, and also uh, what we can do in the games. Um, we try not to kind of look outside of that really and focus on uh, what what we're all about. Um, and, you know, Champions League um, is, is an amazing competition and a great one to be involved in. That's part of the reason I wanted to come to City. Um, so, yeah, we're, we'll take each game as it comes. Um, we're excited. We're building good relationships and we're really kind of um, growing as a team, I think. Yeah, I think the third goal was important. Um, I think, obviously, yeah, we're delighted to, to get the three goals in the clean sheet and to look forward to next week. But on the other hand, we were a little bit frustrated with some of the, the things we did in the game, um, giving the ball away a little bit sloppy, um, not being the Man City team that we know we are. Um, so, yeah, we'll definitely be looking at cha- changing and working on those things to, to really adapt and, and grow and get better as a team. So, uh yeah, on one hand, we're, we're really delighted. And then on the other hand, we we still want to work and develop and get better. Yeah, obviously, we came out of the blocks pretty fast, scored kind of two goals in four or five minutes. Um, and, you know, we, we actually could have scored a few more. Um, you know, I'm a little bit frustrated. I probably could have scored one one or two more. Um, so, you know, we were, we were trying to be patient. We're probably giving the ball away a little bit too much. But um, we kept probing. We tried to be patient. Um, obviously, they had a five at the back that defended really well and we needed to be really conscious of, of the transition um, of them kind of not um, moving up the pitch and attacking us so you know we were patient um, and we obviously wanted to get that third goal which was important for us in the second half yeah we've got a phenomenal squad and like you say we've got some some great players that that were on the bench and that we can bring on and can make a real difference 
Um, you know, Rose, Sam and Esme obviously came on and, and made a big difference. Obviously, Sam got the goal. So, um, yeah, we've got a phenomenal squad, not just the players that played, but on the bench as well. Um, so, yeah, we're we're very lucky and blessed to have um, very talented players in our squad. Yeah, I mean, we always knew that Lauren was going to be um, a big loss for us when we lost her in the kind of last pre-season game at Wembley. Um so you, you, it was kind of like getting a new player back. And I think you know, we had to manage her in the right way in the last couple of games before Christmas. And um, she's made a big impact in the new year. So, you know, she's contributing like the players are, and that's important. Scoring goals, providing goals. And I think that's what you're looking for from your front three. And to be fair to them, they're, they're all doing it on a regular basis. I think it was an important goal to score the third one. I think that makes makes a big difference. I always feel like we're, we're, we're likely to score. Um, I was even saying to the players beforehand, you know, even if we come away tonight with a nil-nil, still stick to the processes, keep following the the way we want to play. And I think that's really important. Um, so, you know, I was impressed with a lot of things tonight. I thought it, at times we we forced the play a little bit um, and came off the hymn sheet, if you like, a touch. And the players were pretty honest with that afterwards. So we always want more. We always want to improve. We always look at areas where we can we can look to to build on. Um, but again, you know, to be 3-0, 3 winners in the Champions League, I think it's uh, it's a real positive. Yeah, you know, they're, they're really nice people from Florence and um, from from my my dealings with them from today, um, being very respectful, very humble, uh, you know, and I thought his team improved a lot in the second period. They showed their technical capabilities on the ball, um, looked to try and hit us on the, on the uh, counter-attack, had one opportunity, um, but I think apart from that, we, we we managed the game quite well. But like I say, I thought that third goal from Sam was was really important late on. Well, I think, you know, if you look at it from when she first came to us to, to where she is now, you've seen a big improvement, particularly in her, her final actions, you know, a, a decision making. And she's, she's contributing a lot to the team, which is what we need. And, you know, I think um, there's still a lot of room for improve, improvement with Chloe. But the, the beauty of Chloe is, is that, I've said this previously, she's very very coachable. She's a good girl. She wants to learn. She wants to improve. I love her kind of um, attitude to want to, to get better and, and, and do really well for the team. She's a real team player, you know, and um, on the pitch, she's a street fighter. She's really kind of dynamic and, you know, she doesn't get bullied off of the ball. Um, and, and I love that about her. So, you know, the fact that she's got that growth mindset, I think she has a real chance of, you know, it's, there's no limit to how far she can go. You know, I think you have some ideas in your mind about games and potential games that are a few days away. But I think mainly I, I tend to go off of feel and, and go off kind of like that gut feeling. Um, but yeah, we just thought that, you know, there was quite a lot of energy expelled considering we were dominating the game, you know, especially in terms of possession. I can imagine in the first half, especially we were, you know, it was like a half pitch practice dominating the play. But it opened up a little bit in the second half and there was probably a little bit more physical outcomes for players. And yeah, of course, you know, to be able to bring on three good players like we did, taking off three good players, um, that's the benefits of having those options on the bench. And I think that helps us. So yeah, it wasn't anything that was pre-planned. Um, and then towards the end, I you know, the fact that we took off a couple of players, we took off all of the front three actually on uh, on Sunday. You know, for the likes of Chloe and Ellen, I wanted them to play the 90 minutes as well. So I think that's important. So, and they want to play, but none of the players want to come off. Hempo, we took off just because um, she had a bit of a tight calf. 
again, she didn't want to come off. They want to stay out there and everyone wants to to play on these nights, which I understand. Yeah, I think when you have, you know, Rose there with obviously her pal Sam on the inside and, um, and Lucy, you know, there's the three players there who are going to interact really well with one another and Rose looks sharp. Um, I think some of the some of the positive crosses that were coming from down that side, we were looking, trying to get the message on to get Sam Lewis to change position with Georgia because obviously with the crosses coming in, um, we probably needed that. And to be fair, it worked quite well with, with scoring that last goal. Yeah, it's great. And, and when you she's played, uh, she's had two two periods on on the pitch at Birmingham and and tonight, and she's three goals. You know, so I think it's that's the, the beauty of the front five, as I call them at the minute. Those two attacking midfielders in the front three. You know, no matter what kind of uh, personnel we put out, he's really contributing. And, and I think the players are enjoying that challenge of knowing that they have to produce because we've got players who can come from the bench and, and ignite it as well. Yeah, I mean, I love a team goal. You know, I'm all about the team and, you know, I've, I've put a big em- emphasis on that and even spoke with the players after the game around why we're doing well and where we need to be better and the contribution of everyone. And when you score a team goal like that, it just gives you kind of evidence of this thing works and we need to live we need to live and, and, and kind of really grow within it because we're not perfect. And, you know, there was a lot of parts of our game tonight where we weren't so good and we need to improve. But, yeah, the first two goals, all, I thought all three goals were very good. But like you say, that second goal, I, I'd probably have to say in, in my short-term memory would be the Brighton goal. I think it was Caroline Weir. That was a real team goal as well in terms of, like, the directional play that we looked for. It was good positional play and, and you know... Like you say, that goal tonight was, uh, was was special and, you know, to score it in the Champions League like that is is great. We need to work on Everton now. The next game is is so important. And then once that's done, we, we look to the next game. I think once we start thinking about what other people are thinking or uh, about the game that's three or four down the road is, is, not, is not the right way to do it. We need to remain focused we can't have any complacency we need to work hard on the training pitches make sure everyone recovers in the right manner and like I say just get ready for Sunday Thank you both so much for joining me. How are you doing? Hi, Emma. Yeah, fine. Thank you. Nice to be on again. Yeah, all good, Emma. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, you two. Two results to talk about this week for City. The first being against Birmingham as the team returned to action in the WSL following the international break and a midweek Champions League tie round of 16 against Florentina at the Academy Stadium. Let's start with our resolute 4-0 win. FA announced in the lead-up to the game that the fixture would be played at St George's Park to the disappointment of Birmingham and its fans due to issues surrounding the playability of the pitch at Birmingham's home ground of Solihull Moors. Uh, another big three points, and it's always pleasing, especially off the back of an international break. Yeah, well, as you say, the build-up to it was all very negative around the Birmingham issues that they had with the, the ground. and that dominated sort of like the build-up to the game. And, you know, I was a little bit worried that it may affect... Obviously, it had nothing to do with City. It was, you know, Birmingham's issue, whatever it is. I've seen their fans are irate about it, and probably rightly so. And that's, you know, they they have more they have more information on that. But 
I was a bit worried it might just, you know, dis- detract uh, or distract us from the game, you know, the bigger issues and things. And for us, it was about going there and getting three points. Um, as you say, after an international break and the result against United before that, we want to keep that momentum going. Um, so, you know, the, the change of venue hopefully wouldn't throw us too much. And it turned out that it didn't. It was another professional performance, which they were quite resolute, I thought, Birmingham. Um, first half, it took a while for us to break them down, but eventually the class showed through and, you know, it was another good, resolute performance and a great three points. That that you could see of it anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah, there was that. <laughs> yeah, you have to try and judge where the lines were. It's like, is that the penalty area? Is just she in there? Is she out there? It was. Uh... It looked so wide. It, it looked yeah. so wide. He was halfway up a, a, a bit of scaffolding with an iPhone, I think, filming that. But... <laughs> yeah, but it was great to watch the game all the same. Um, Sam Mewis back in the squad, contributing with two goals as well. How pleasing was that? It was great to see her back. I was eagerly awaiting the announcement of the uh, team before the game to see if she was going to make it um, back. It was great to see her. She played so well. She had such a good game and to top it off with the goals as well, I think was definitely what she deserved. Our third coming through Lauren Hemp, but the fourth goal, Kazweer contributing again. And Gareth uh, actually spoke about how he'd like to see Weir score more (laughs) tappings. And she goes ahead and scores in the box. I mean, how's that for showing her versatility as a player? Yeah, it was a great little finish, that. Lovely little just finish. Like you say, you don't see that as often from Caroline. It tends to be a bit more spectacular. Um, Probably you could put Georgia in the same, same bracket as well. So, but they all count. They're all the same. And, it, you know, it's great to see. You want your midfielders chipping in with goals. And we've certainly had that this season. Um, you can't, you don't want it all relying on, on your forward players all the time. Although they've been doing well as well. So, yeah, it's great to see. And then on Wednesday night, it was a welcome return of the Champions League. Um, Serie A side Florentina travelled to Manchester in what felt like an age, an absolute age uh, since the round of 32 against Gothenburg. Talk about flying start, though. I mean, two goals from Lauren Hem, Ellen White, quick succession in the opening minutes of the game. Definitely not the start that Florentina would have really wanted, but how impressive was it to see City hit the ground running from the off? I think it was great. You know, they came out and like you say, it was an absolute flying start and it's more than we could have hoped for. I think before the game, if you'd have said to us at halftime, you're going to go in 2-0 up, we'd have definitely taken that at the time. So to come out of the blocks like that so fast, so positive with the play, kind of getting up there, getting the goals. um, I thought it was a really good, really good performance. Yeah, there's a lot of games sometimes where you watch a start like that and you don't get the goal and you think, we we could be two or three up by now. But this time we were, we took those chances, you know, and they were quite stunned for the first five minutes. In fact, they were probably quite lucky it wasn't worse than 2-0. Uh, but then they grew into the game and, and showed that they were, you know, quite a competent side at times on the ball and had a good chance themselves second half. But that, that flying start was such a good thing to build on. And and then obviously the late goal making it 3-0. So if you'd have offered us 3-0 going into the away leg, second leg, I think we'd have all took that. So it's a great result. Another great performance. We are playing so well at the moment. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Florentina certainly uh, grew into the game and they really tried to like nullify our attacking threat. And some crucial shot stopping from their goalkeeper. I've I got to say, I thought she had, you know, she played really well, especially in the first half, because at 2-0, you kind of thought, you know, City could have run away with the game a little bit. But 
it, it almost gave Florentina a chance to, you know, come back into the game potentially. So that third goal was really vital. Yeah, it's, uh, it's if you take the first five minutes out when we, you know, we really did tear into them. After that, I would imagine that was their game plan they, they, they meant to start with, you know, to contain us. Hopefully they would then get a chance to nick a goal, an away goal, because that's invaluable, uh, which they did have a good chance to do in the second half. So other than that first five, say five, ten minutes, their manager was probably quite happy with their overall performance. But, you know, giving a team like City, the quality of City, a two-goal start, you are asking to climb a mountain then, so... And we're all, I'm really happy with 3-0. I thought it might have been a little bit closer than that. So 3-0 is a great score for the second leg. I'm sure get us over the moon with it. And you, you kind of felt City really needed to, to push on for that third goal. And it did finally come before the final whistle via another pinpoint precision cross from who else but Chloe Kelly uh, and met with the, the head of Sam Mewis. <laughs> I mean, that's like <laughs> three goals, two games. I mean, you couldn't ask for more, really. No, it was uh, it was great to get that goal at the end. And I think, like you say, it was really important, especially with the start, you know, getting those two goals so early on, I think people might have felt a bit more disappointed if it had only ended 2-0. So to get that third goal, I think, and to keep them out as well defensively and, and make sure they didn't get the away goal, I think the third goal was, was a massive part of kind of the whole tie. So hopefully when we go over there, we can get a nice early goal again, probably not. You know, asking for too much if I'm asking for two early goals as well when we go over there. If we <laughs> nice can just get one <laughs> nice, nice, one nice early away goal over there, and that should hopefully, hopefully be enough to make sure we're through. Yeah. Makes it a very tall order for them if we score because they didn't get an away goal. So if we get a, an away goal over there, they're looking, they're going to need five goals, you know, so it, it's a tall order. So some, something goes wrong if that happens. Mm. If they get five goals against us over there, something's gone very wrong anyway. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, just just not hopefully the early goal like we got against Gothenburg, yeah. just to sort of like unsettle us a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. Um, I mean, it is a really strong result to take to Florence next Thursday for the second leg. It said three 0 on aggregate, but still also play for maybe from you know Florentina's point of view. But we really need to build on from obviously this result from Wednesday and and progressing in the competition. It'll be the first time we go through to the quarterfinals since 2018. Whoever we get, it's going to be tough. You, you're probably looking, if all the favourites win the, in this round and go through, which, you know, you would fancy them to do, um, you're looking at probably the eight best teams in Europe at the moment. So whoever we get, it's going to be a tough tie, home and away, whether you're home first, away first, it's going to be tough. But there again, this is the Champions League, last eight, you can't really expect anything other than a tough time. If you want to win this tournament, you've got to beat teams of that quality. Definitely. You know, in the last two or three rounds, which is what we're going to have to do, which is what everyone's going to have to face. I mean, we've we've spoken highly of, of individual performances throughout the squad this season, but how impressed have you been with the, the coming together of the players and the application under Gareth Taylor? I've been really impressed. I think he came under a, quite a bit of stick and a bit of scrutiny at the beginning of the season um, when... The results necessarily didn't go our way. Um, I think he had, you know, there was a lot going on in that early part of the season. There was new players to bed in. There was um, him being a new manager and kind of his philosophy and him getting to know the players and the players getting to know him a little bit. So you have to take all that into account. And I think kind of since since then, he's been absolutely flying. I think he's shown his quality of a, as a manager. Um, I like the way that he mixes it up in the games. I like the way that 
he'll bring on substitutions and move players into different positions and kind of ask different things of the players during the game. Um, and I think I like the fact that he's quite, he's somebody who will always be looking to do better. He doesn't seem to be somebody who settles and says, oh yeah, you had a great game there. It's actually, oh yeah, and here's what you could have done to improve that performance and here's what you could have done at that point in the game. So I think that's something that that sticks out for me as something that I find um, really good in his management style. Yeah, I think I think Jane's right there. The early the early part of the season, for instance, when we lost the Charity Shield, Lauren got injured. Uh, there was individual standouts still. We, right from the very start, Chloe Kelly at the ground running and playing well, even in those early games. But people were looking at Gareth, and it, it was a new position. There were new players coming in. Some of them didn't arrive till after the start of the season. Um, and it takes time just to bed these players in and get them to, you know, train on a daily basis and know each other inside out and stuff. But that's short, shone through. And what's really good, I think, is the way that he's rotated the squad and brought people in. People, for instance, like Laura Coombs has come in. And every time she's come into that team, she's done a fantastic job in that midfield. And she's a bit more, if you like, an unsung hero of the team. She doesn't get the, the coverage that someone like Sam's been getting or Chloe's been getting because they've all been playing so well. But someone like that and Esme and people who've been coming in and doing jobs and allowing Gareth to just rotate that squad and keep a freshness about it for each game, which is one of the reasons I believe we're on the run, we're on yeah. you know, good results. Like you said, Coonsie stepping in for Kira in the absence of Kira, she's done a fantastic job, especially over the last two games. And, you know, it was great to see Esme back in the squad as well. Yeah, it's brilliant that we can call among these players and they come into the squad and do a, a really got, good job of what's being asked of them. So I can't even speak. You know, it's always... I think, I, think, I think in the past, we've always had a great team. We've been very lucky. We've had great teams and, and good squads. There's no two ways about it. But I would argue that this could possibly be our strongest in terms of a squad. Because like you say, we've got pretty much two quality players for every position. You know, losing a player of, of Kira's quality is a blow because she's such a good and such an integral part of the team. But then you've got someone of Laura Coombe's quality to come in who's an experienced player who's won trof you know, trophies at Liverpool. So, and she's done so well. And she's just a good example of it mixed together with young players like Jess Park, who came in and has done jobs here and there in the season. Esme Morgan, brilliant. And on top of that, he's also blooded some youngsters off the bench as well from the academy. So it's, it's a real freshness to the squad all the time, which I think is, you know, is really real credit to Gareth and, and, his, uh, and his team. Birmingham, we saw another new name on the, uh, on the squad sheet. In uh, Kiara Keaton, I mean, 16 years old, goalkeeper coming through from the development squad up into the senior uh, team. She seems to be relishing under, you know, being in the first team in that training um, environment. And um, we spoke earlier in the season about the pathway for young players coming through and how encouraging it is to see as fans, especially this season in particular, where we've seen those players being utilised when needed as well. And we've got such a good balance throughout the squad of, of that youth and that experience. How important is it for City to continue to remain committed to the development of those players coming through? I think it is. I think it's really important. And I think it's something as a club that the club are very interested in keeping um, as part of our makeup. You know, we like to get young players and, and blood them through if we can bring them through to the first team. Um, that's brilliant. But also, if not, you're still looking at there are a number of players 
around the WSL. You know, if you look at goalkeepers, for instance, and uh, Sandy MacGyver, who played in City's academy and things like that. So even if it's not Manchester City that they get to get a career with, it's still building them up and getting them to that level where they can have a good career in, in football. And it's something City have done so well nurturing these young players and developing them we've had obviously a lot of success ourselves but like you said those other players as well going on and having success too it breeds the fact that you know we have just got one of the best setups in the in the world possibly yeah well we've got such a good facility and and and, you know it's we treat the academies the same the boys academy the girls academy the same with that pathways there that if they're good enough they come through and as a fan um, watching watching your team play, there's nothing better than seeing someone come through the ranks and make it all the way through into into the first team, a first team full of international stars, and you're seeing someone that you've nurtured come through. You think that you know, as a fan, there's nothing better than that. So it's always great to see, and it's good to see that Gareth, despite having such a good squad this season, he has found space for these players to come train with the first team, travel with the first team, be on the bench, experience it all, maybe get a few minutes here and there. And then if they needed further down the line to become more experienced players, they've had that initiation into that into that world, into the first team world. So that's not a big shock for them. Um, and they're ready. They're ready to go. And they've all looked quite uh, competent when they've played. I'm thinking of Millie Davis has got some minutes, hasn't she? And she's looked competent on the ball. And it's, it's all building up confidence. And it's great, great experience for them all. I'm sure they've enjoyed it. I mean, we continue to obviously learn more about Gareth, more and more about his managerial style and um, his expectations from the team. But like Jane said, I think it's refreshing to see Gareth speak so sort of openly, at, you know, in his post-match interview saying, you know, there are areas that we need to improve on. And, you know, he's not saying that, you know, with the finished article at the moment. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's good to see, like you say, it's it's refreshing and it's it's nice to see a manager. He's not afraid to kind of say these are the areas we want to improve in. He's not a, he's not afraid to kind of look at his team and be 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 critical in a way of um, finding ways to improve and finding ways. You know, even games that we've won won quite heavily, um, still finding points that you know we could have done better and ways we can improve for the future. Yeah, I agree completely with both of you. He's he's, he's a refresh, he's a breath of fresh air. Um, he's a very good coach. He came into the job with a good resume in the youth team levels at City through the you know through the ranks. Uh, I think the players seem to really enjoy working with him. They all speak very highly of him. So it's like a happy ship. I think it, I think we mentioned earlier in the season, Emma, as well. It was important. I I like the fact that he kept the same backroom staff that was already there. You know, with Alan Mann, Chris Williams. I think that's continuity is something that you lose in football quite often. And and we kept it, although Nick moved on. The rest of the staff stayed the same. Um, and I think that's that was a big, big issue, a big help, personally, I think. And uh, Gareth, you know, will have different ways of doing things to what Nick will have had, without a doubt. And he's the boss. But having that basis of play, people who've worked with those players for a number of years as well, I think will have only helped. Yeah, so it's great. I agree completely with that. I, I, I think that has been played a, a really important part that's perhaps gone unnoticed really you know especially from like outsiders maybe looking in you know that maybe don't understand sort of like that background that background yeah it's sometimes you get these managers and they keep those teams with them so when they go to a different job they take the backroom staff with them because they like to have the same people around them all the time obviously with the job that nick took that wasn't the the way it was working he was going to be the assistant in new york so he went 
but Alan and Chris and the staff all stayed at City. And I think I think that's a massive plus so that when Gareth come in, he had that stability to build on. On Sunday, City face Everton at the Academy Stadium in the WSL, an opposition that you cannot underestimate in this league at all. Uh, set to be a tough test at home. I, considering I thought we were actually playing away, I'm actually really pleased to learn that we're at home. Um, what are you expecting heading into Sunday's game? First of all, I'm glad Jill can't play because she's uh, she's on loan from us, so that's a, that's a plus point. Her thoughts in that 90 minutes. <laughs> you know. um, obviously, we will see, as Jane said, there's quite a lot of ex-City players. I presume we'll see Claire Emsley, Fizzy Christensen, Sandy McGarry in goal. And as you say, we've got a very good record against Everton. We tend to beat them a lot. But, it's never easy. I mean, if you look at the FA Cup final, what you know, what a tie that was. You know, we we ended up winning three one with two late goals in extra time. It was such a close game, the ninety minutes and things like that. So I'm expecting another tough game. Everton have uh, definitely improved this season under Willie Kurt. They've got some quality players there. Um, Govan up front and and um, Lucy Graham and uh, as Izzy, as I've already mentioned, you know, quality team with good players. So I'm expecting a tough game. Yeah, and I think I would agree with that. You know, they're a, they're a quality side of it, and they've got a lot of a lot of good players. Um, you know, Izzy Christiansen, um, the girl up front, what's her name? Um, Govan. Uh, yes, Govan, who you know is a is a quality player. So. It's going to be a, a tough game. Um, it should be one that we're capable of winning, but it, it won't be easy. Um, who do you think the players to watch will be on Sunday, given that obviously we've seen some rotation in the squad over the last couple of games? Do you think Gareth will look to call upon uh, you know, Janine Becky, who's perhaps ready to come back into the squad? Hopefully Kira Walsh might be available as well back in the starting eleven. Well, I would imagine if Kira's fit, she was on the bench for the Fiorentina game. So if Kira's fit, you might we might see her back starting. Yeah, Janine's another one. You, you you could see that she probably would be in need of a run and fancy a game, and she'll be up for that. Um, I personally, I think I'll I'll make a prediction that we might see Rose Lavelle start possibly and start the game on on Sunday because. Um, I remember the Continental Cup tie against Everton earlier in the season at the Academy Stadium. Rose came on, scored and played a very strong game that night. So he might have that in the back of his mind that she played so well against these earlier. And uh, I thought she'd been playing well, you know, she played well she was away with America recently and played well the other night when she came on. So I, I'll, I'll make a prediction that we might see Rose start, but uh, I'm sure Gareth's got his starting lineup in mind and rotation is part of, part of Gareth's plans at the moment. Yeah, he's got the kind of selection headaches that you want to have. You know, he's got selection headaches that he'll be thinking of because we've got so many quality players that you're looking at our midfield and you're like, I've got to leave one of these out here. How do I? I've got to leave two or three of these out actually here. So you know, how do I? How do I do that? Who am I leaving out? What kind of formation am I going to play? So it's the kind of of thing that he'll be happy he's got that kind of issue, but also you know he's got to make his decisions about who he wants to play on the day. I think he may plan ahead for next Thursday's second leg as well. So we might see players that play Sunday that then don't start in Italy next week. You know, so people who don't start Sunday, when when it tends to be City, people tend to use the word dropped. It's not they're not being dropped. He's rotating. He's he's planning for the next game as well all the time. Which if he's got enough fit players to do, is a nice position to be in. He, he said he loved it when players you know don't like being taken off 
yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's that's great because it, again it's it's showing that uh, hunger that passion that fight within the squad for for wanting to play their part and and I can't say at the moment and I think we've said this before that I can signal any one player really particularly that hasn't really played their part in this season so far we literally are utilizing every single player you know and and it's great because I think it's not predictable. You know, we've got the starting 11. Who's it going to be? Like you said, you, you don't really know when he's got them sort of headaches. You genuinely don't know who you're going to see. But then whenever that lineup comes out, you're like, yeah, that's a strong squad. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you say about him, kind of, you know, he likes it when the players want to stay on the pitch and want to play. He comes from a, a background of being a footballer himself, doesn't he? So he knows kind of, yeah, you know, the attitude of those players who think, no, I want to be on the pitch and I want to play for, you know, as many minutes as possible versus, you know, maybe sometimes in his career, if he's come up against people who are not, you know, not as bothered when they're taking off, like, right, I get a rest now. You know, he wants people who want to play football. That's what they're there for. Yeah, and like you say, everyone's playing so well. Going to be a right battle for player of the season this year because there's so many candidates. It's which is, is it's a great problem, as Jane said. It's a good thing that you don't want to be relying on one or two superstars carrying everybody. It's it's a it's been a great team effort. So that's why we're where we are. You know, we're in a good position in the league, and you know we're going well so far in the Champions League. A bit of a prediction for Sunday then. Well, I think it might be tight, but I'll go for. Um, I'll go for three one to City. Uh, and I was I I'm thinking two nil. A win's a win for us. I think it's the three points are what it's all about for us. If we get that win, we'll all be happy. I'm I'm really enjoying the clean sheets at the moment. I think the clean sheets are just as important as not uh, as getting a good result. Um, I was thinking a a three nil again. Well, that'll that'll do us all good. Yeah, and with the you know the defense have played really well lately. Actually, you know uh, I think Steph's had some great games recently where she's really impacted not just the defensive play but the attacking play as well so that shouldn't go unnoticed yeah definitely a lot of unsung heroes in this squad at the moment it's going to big up everyone on this week's episode all of them yeah (laughs) and finally some good news the FA Cup will return at the end of the month following a long-awaited announcement from the FA earlier in the week the competition was initially paused back in January in line with the new government restrictions but will now recommence without a coin toss in sight for the final first round tie, which will be played on the 31st of March. The 17 second round ties will be played on Sunday the 4th of April, with the third round commencing the following week. City's defence of the Women's FA Cup will begin with the fourth round clash against Aston Villa at the Academy Stadium on Sunday the 18th of April. If City progress from the side, the remaining three rounds are due to be completed at the beginning of next season for the 2021-22 season campaign. And although we won't see the competition concluded this season, it will be welcomed by many that the FA have now worked out a viable option for completion, especially after so much uncertainty. And it will give the non-elite clubs the opportunity to compete and progress in the Cup, which is what makes the FA Cup so special. I mean, how pleased are you to see, obviously, the news and announced this week that the FA Cup will now return. Really pleased because uh, like last year, I was a little bit worried it might have got cancelled because of the situation in tiers three downwards. Um, so I believe we're going to complete the fourth round wh- where they're going to do the prelim rounds and then the fourth round when ourselves and the other WSL and championship teams come in and then the fifth round also towards the end of this season with then the quarters, semi and final 
next season, which is very similar to what they did this season at the start, held it over. So to me, it's better. It's not ideal, but it's better than cancelling it because it gives those teams that have that dream of an FA Cup day. If you think about our tie with Ipswich last season, what a great day out that was, and we had a great time with their fans. It was a superb day. That's what the FA Cup's about, especially in those earlier rounds. Um, so I'm really pleased it's being completed. And, uh, you know, it's not ideal. We'd like to have had it completed on time. And some of these teams are not playing any more league games, so they might be a bit rusty when it comes to these cup ties. You know, it's it's difficult because we're in these unique circumstances that we're in. And hopefully next season, things will level out and return to a more normal playing field. But personally, I, I'm happy to see it completed rather than it being cancelled. Yeah, definitely. It's really good to see it back. Um, like you say, those teams who didn't know what was going to happen with their rounds, you know, the non-elite clubs who were playing in it still didn't know what was going to happen. So for them, it should be really good news that they get to continue and they get to play in the cup, you know, with the dream of getting to Wembley um, still on the table for them. So uh, like you say, you know, you know, taking it into next year's, you know, not ideal. We'd like to get it over and play this year, but it's just, it's just not going to be possible. So the fact they found a viable solution for it, is really good and is really, really hopeful. Yeah. The most shocking thing is that we got a home draw, I believe, against Aston Villa. That's yeah, Villa. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't get, we don't get many of those, do we? You know I mean, I'm not going to knock these away draws anymore because we've been doing all right so far this yeah, season. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. not being too, too bad. A nice change and a welcome one. I know you've had the dream, Emma, of winning the FA Cup twice in one season. I know. And that can't happen now this season. But keep your fingers crossed because it could happen next season. But you never know. Keeping the belief alive. Well done, Dave. Keep that dream alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, like you said, it, it's just it's just fantastic, like Jane said, that we're now able to, to move forward with a viable option that, all right. I, I, I mean, I can understand from a point of view from the non-elite status is, that, you know, in terms of preparations, training, it will be limited in the, obviously the lead up to that. But the fact that these games will still be played to me is yeah. better than nothing. It's their shot, their opportunity, their time to compete. And it would have been a real shame if that hadn't have been able to happen. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, we don't want to take take you don't want to take that away from those teams who've kind of, you know, won games already in the competition and are ready to play in the next round. And it's not ideal for them, obviously, with the training side of it. But getting the games played is better than not getting them played. Yeah, definitely. I I take it. You never know when it's played next season. That if you know whoever's in the later rounds, hopefully we're there. But whoever's there, the fans might even get a chance to go to some of these games now. You know, so there's another plus point to it as well. It is great now that we're in a position where things are starting to feel as though we're moving in the right direction and there definitely seems to be a bit more light at the end of the tunnel. And, Fingers and crossed. Yeah, it is, things are definitely looking up and it is beginning to, to look more like we might get back in the stadium soon. <laughs> you know, it might not be before the end of the season, but at least things are moving in the right direction and hopefully we'll get there soon. Definitely. Fingers crossed, as you say. Well, thank you so much, guys, for speaking to me tonight. I know there was a, a bit to get through, but it's been great speaking to you both. And you, Emma, yeah. Can I just give a plug that we've got uh, for all our members, or all our OSC members, we've got a virtual online branch meeting next Thursday evening, which is 
obviously in the evening after the Fiorentina away games next Thursday the 11th. All, all the members will receive an email of how they can join in and we'll have a bit of a get-together and a chat. So anyone that wants to come on, more well, because that's next Thursday the 11th, but you'll get an email. What, what time? 7pm. Brilliant. 7pm next Thursday. That's great. Cheers, guys. Thank you, Thanks, Emma. Emma. Take care. Take See care. You soon. Bye. 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 And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Dave and Jane from the OSC for joining me on this week's show. We'll be back next Friday. Don't forget Sunday's game will be available to watch live via the FA Player. Kickoff is 2pm. And we'll be back next week. Stay safe, everyone.